Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 191 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Monster Hunter Rise, all of which launched into Xbox Game Pass, and I did a review for Monster Hunter Rise, so check that out for my thoughts and feelings on the game. The games coming out this week include Horizon, The Dark Side of the Moon, an interactive FMV thriller, Kingdom Rush, Clunky Hero, Startup Company Console Edition, Shoulders of Giants, MechWarrior 5, Mercenaries, Rise of Razagul, Transurabi, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Different Future, and Dance of Death, Duloc and Fae. Now in last week's biggest news stories, and we have five to cover this week. Number one, Microsoft layoffs hit multiple Xbox game studios. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Multiple Xbox game studios, including 343 Industries, Bethesda, and The Coalition, have been hit with layoffs following Microsoft's announcement that it was cutting 10,000 jobs. On Wednesday, Microsoft announced it was laying off 10,000 employees from its 220,000-person workforce. Quote, in response to macroeconomic conditions and changing customer priorities, end quote. At the time, it was unclear which divisions would be impacted and if any staff from Microsoft's gaming division would be let go. As it turns out, multiple Xbox game studios have been hit with layoffs, with 343 Industries seemingly being hit the hardest. As reported by Bloomberg and Kotaku, employees from 343 Industries, Bethesda, and The Coalition have all been laid off. The exact numbers aren't currently clear, but Bloomberg's Jason Schreier reports that 343 Industries has been, quote, hit hard, end quote with the Halo Infinite campaign team taking much of the brunt. Joseph Staten, who rejoined 343 in 2020 to help ship Halo Infinite, is one of the high-profile staff members leaving the studio, though he will reportedly be moving to Xbox Game Studios Publishing. In an email seen by Bloomberg, 343 Industries studio head Pierre Hintz reportedly said the company had, quote, made the difficult decision to restructure elements of our team, which means some roles are being eliminated, end quote. Hintz then wanted to say that 343 would continue to support Halo Infinite's multiplayer and live service elements. According to some reports, over 60 employees from 343 Industries have been laid off. Patrick Wren, a former senior multiplayer designer at 343 who is now working for Respawn, blamed the studio's leadership for the state of Halo Infinite and the redundancies, saying, quote, The layoffs at 343 shouldn't have happened, and Halo Infinite should be in a better state. The reasons for both of these things is incompetent leadership up top during Halo Infinite development, causing massive stress on those working hard to make Halo the best it can be. The people I worked with every day were passionate about Halo and wanted to make something great for the fans. They helped push for a better Halo and got laid off for it." End quote. The dust hasn't quite settled and it's currently unclear if more employees from Xbox and its studios will be let go in the coming days. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella said layoffs would come until the end of Q3 this financial year. The layoffs come a year after Microsoft announced plans to buy Activision Blizzard for $69 billion. The deal has been met with opposition and skepticism from several major competition authorities around the world, including the US FTC, the UK Competition and Markets Authority, and the European Union regulators. Recently, the European Game Developer Federation, which represents 23 national trade associations for game development studios based in 22 countries, announced its support of the proposed acquisition. What a week in the tech industry as a whole, as there was layoffs from many other companies and many other industries. First, sorry to all those who lost their jobs. As for games, let's talk 343 first. Losing Joseph Staten to that development team seems like the final nail in the coffin for Halo Infinite, and maybe even Halo as a franchise right now. Joseph Staten, who was instrumental in the Bungie Halo games, 
he was the hope that we were all clinging onto with Halo Infinite and the franchise going forward. Now he's off of it. Almost no one talks about Halo Infinite. I was so excited for it. I loved it when it first came out, and then there was just nothing to do in the multiplayer. They had no new maps, no new modes, the playlists were awful. Sure, they've come a long way, but you really only have one chance at a first impression. At this point, it does really seem like maybe just taking a break from Halo for a while is the best thing. Continue to support the Master Chief Collection, which is cool. Halo Infinite, it does play great. It's a fun game, it really is. But as many do call on Twitter for it, I think I'm in support. 343 Industries maybe shouldn't make another new Halo game. Xbox has so many studios now. Let's see what someone else could do with the license, the franchise, maybe take it in a different direction. That is my hope for the future. As for now, sorry to all those impacted. Number two, season two of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2 delayed. Ryan Dinsdale at IGN writes, Season 2 of both Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2.0 have been delayed while Activision makes several changes in response to player feedback. As reported by Eurogamer, Call of Duty announced a two-week delay in a tweet, meaning Season 2 will now launch on February 15th instead of February 1st. Quote, our studio teams have been making several changes based on what we heard from our player community, end quote, Activision said. Season 2 will see the return of fan-favorite Resurgence mode and also add a brand new small map for Warzone. And Activision has also made changes to the Gulag, looting, and loadouts. As for Modern Warfare 2, Activision is adding several multiplayer maps, new modes, and weapons, and ranked play is also returning. It's sad because Warzone 2.0 is fun when I do play with my friends, but for some reason it just didn't hook me back in like the original Warzone did. I love Battle Royales, the idea of them, they're great, but all the grinding to get the better guns to be able to compete better, I don't know, it's just not doing it for me. Number 3. Metal Gear announcement coming soon, Raiden voice actor teases. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Quentin Flynn, the voice actor who plays Raiden in the Metal Gear series, has strongly hinted that Konami will be making a Metal Gear announcement soon. Flynn, who voices Raiden in Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 4, and Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, recently took to Twitter to advertise his cameo page, and one user replied pointing out that Metal Gear Rising's 10th anniversary is coming up in February. Another user joined in the conversation asking about a possible Metal Gear Rising sequel and a Metal Gear showcase to which Flynn replied, quote, stay tuned for things to be announced in the coming weeks, and quote, adding a winking emoji. It's not exactly clear what Flynn is referring to here. Could there be a Metal Gear Rising 2 in the works, or perhaps a Metal Gear showcase similar to the Silent Hill showcase that Konami held recently? Either way, it would be an odd thing to say if nothing was happening. Of course, we have heard numerous rumors about Konami reviving the Metal Gear series over the past year. It is claimed that Konami will revive the Metal Gear series with the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake and other installments in the franchise. Obviously, Metal Gear is one of the biggest gaming franchises out there, and it's one of my blind spots as I've never played a single one besides Metal Gear on the NES for a throwback Let's Play video on my old YouTube channel. Obviously, that wasn't it, and that's not what people love, so I've been excited about a possible remake in the franchise to get me into it. However, there are a lot of rumors swirling around, could it be a Sony exclusive? It seems like we are going to find out maybe sooner than later, at least this year. Number 4. Leaked Suicide Squad image appears to confirm Battle Pass and more. Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle writes, The leaked Suicide Squad image has confirmed plans for service game elements such as a Battle Pass. The image, which originated on the 4chan forum, has been verified by a VGC source, is understood to originate from a recent test build and shows various menus played for the Rocksteady co-op game. The Battle Pass and multiple currencies shown in the game have inspired debate on social media about how extensive the live service elements will be for the title. However, a development source told VGC that while a Battle Pass is planned for the game, it will be focused on cosmetic items such as skins. In addition, the various currencies shown at the top of the leaked image are understood to be XP used to power up and customize the skill trees of each anti-hero, effectively making them unique to the player. Quote, you don't start off debuffed and weak, 
You start off great and get ridiculous like Arkham Knight's Batman and quote VGC was told. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, the next game from the creator of the Batman Arkham series, is billed as a quote, genre-bending action-adventure shooter and quote, set in an open-world metropolis. Playing solo or with up to four players in online co-op, its original story follows Suicide Squad members Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, and King Shark, who are on a mission to save Earth and kill the world's greatest DC superheroes, the Justice League. After a series of delays, Suicide Squad's release date was officially confirmed last month. It will be available on May 26, 2023 for Series X and S, PC, and PS5. Well, this certainly stirred up the feathers in the online Twitter sphere. People are not excited about this. I'm not going to be one that judges a book by its cover, but it does raise red flags if history is to repeat itself. Let's look at how Gotham Knights was received. Let's also look at the Avengers, another live service superhero game. History has not been kind to this style of game. However, Rocksteady is the variable here. They are a very well-renowned and beloved studio working on the Arkham series, which is another gaming blind spot for me, having only played the original Arkham Asylum for a couple of hours and never beating any of them. I'm excited about this game. I hope it to be good. I never want a game to fail. This does raise red flags, but let's not judge a book by its cover just yet as this was not even an officially published image. And number five, Ubisoft cancels not a battle royale title, Project Q, report. Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, it seems another project canceled by Ubisoft is its Team Battle Arena game codename Project Q, which it had officially introduced last year. Ubisoft first announced Project Q in April 2022, describing it as a Team Battle Arena, letting players truly own the experience, and adding that it was in early development. However, Project Q has now reportedly been canceled. Insider Gaming, which also reported that Ubisoft had at least 12 Battle Royale games in development at one point, now reports that Project Q has been cancelled, although as it notes, the game was officially announced last year, so it likely doesn't count as one of the three unannounced projects Ubisoft cancelled earlier this month. As we continue to talk about Ubisoft on this show, unfortunately it's nothing but bad news. Ubisoft certainly needs a win, but I'd wanted to highlight the story because the quote, at least 12 Battle Royale games in development at one point, which obviously is a report, is insane. They have been chasing trends for years, and that's why they are in the position that they are in. They have their consistent franchises like Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, The Division, but man, did they need a big win and not continued bad press like the cycle they are in. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and since we were talking about Halo, not in a good light, let's shine a winning challenge that a Halo 2 player accomplished last year. Credit to Luke Albages at True Achievements. Streamer beats impossible Halo 2 challenge to claim 20k bounty. Twitch streamer Jervalin has made Halo history by becoming the first person to complete a deathless Halo 2 lasso run, without the Envy Skull active picking up a cool $20,000 bounty for this incredible display of skill. Halo 2's lasso run is considered to be the hardest in the series, with the level Gravemind in particular thought to be borderline impossible in a deathless run, and cloaked jackal snipers with improved fire rate and awareness that can kill you in one shot. With all skulls active, however, you gain the benefit of the Envy skill, turning you invisible while you activate your flashlight. So for this crazy challenge, players were tasked with competing a Halo 2 lasso run without the Envy skull, and without dying. In one go, somehow, barely after a month the challenge was set, Jervalin has managed to pull off this crazy feat. Wanted to highlight this, go check out the videos, they are truly nuts, I don't know how this person did it, I don't know how you have the patience or perseverance to do show, but shout out to him and that $20,000 that is now in his pocket. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please do me a couple favors. Subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I think I finished up my journey with Monster Hunter Rise. You can check out the review on all podcast services and YouTube. 
enjoyed my time with it. Overall, I don't think the franchise was for me because I didn't have friends to play with. If I had friends to play with, I think I'd really enjoy it and maybe check out every entry. However, it's just a time suck and there's just too many other games I want to play. I could easily lose 100 hours to that game and then how many other games wouldn't I play? Such as Cyberpunk, which I'm working my way through right now. I just hit the 16 hour mark. I'm really mainlining the story as I have so many games coming up in February. So I want to at least hit the main beats and then go back for some of the side quests. But I'm really enjoying my time at Night City. Check it out if you haven't. I wish the game did not launch as it did and burned me so bad. And go back to old shows to hear how truly excited I was and then how truly disappointed I was with the reception. However, I'm enjoying my time with it now, so that is good. My name is Brian Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Rosie93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.